It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, I hope your weekend is going well. It is Sunday the 26th of February for 2023 and uh, coming up in just a moment, we have seven days of real estate, including talking with Hayden Groves, the president of the Real Estate Institute of Australia. We talked this week about the banks and what they're likely to do with people coming off their fixed term mortgages. Also, Simon Kustenmaha is here talking about just... Just how hard it is at the moment for millennials to become part of the Australian property market. And Marie Kilroy from Biz Oxford Economics, we talked to her about the RBA's rate tightening cycle with a cash rate likely to peak at about 4.1%. Oliver Dunstan from the Gold Coast, who is a buyer's agent, is here talking about stock levels there on the GC and also using a buyer's agent for first-home buyers. I was quite surprised at just how many first-home buyers they are working with. And we rounded off the week uh, talking to Arjun about the Sydney property market. So that is all coming up next. It's your weekend real estate podcast. And have we got some good news with regard to the Ukraine war? Well, during a news conference on the anniversary of the Russian invasion, Ukraine Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky expressed his approval of China's recent interest in the ongoing conflict, stating that China talking about the Ukraine is not a bad thing. And China's proposed 12-point plan for ending the war calls for a UN-led ceasefire and an end to the Western sanctions on Russia, while also warning against the use of nuclear weapons. However, the US, of course, they've warned the US UN to be very wary of any calls for temporary or unconditional ceasefires. We really need that war to stop as soon as possible. Something that's not stopping is your birthday. If you are celebrating today for February the 26th, happy birthday to you. Just the one celebrity who would have been celebrating his birthday, Johnny Cash, would have been turning 91 today, but unfortunately passed away way back in 2003. We are just as addicted to property as you are. The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. And let's check on your Sunday weather forecast around the country and Sydney expecting some cloud cover but a mainly dry Sunday with 27. Melbourne fine and cloudy with 22 degrees. Brisbane should be mostly sunny with 30. And in Perth, sunshine, no cloud cover and that temperature right up there sitting at 35 degrees today. Enjoy your morning coffee. It's your real estate state weekend podcast in review. We'll put downward pressure on on, on property values, particularly in um, the more affordable precincts around Australia and the fringes of our cities mostly, which can, can have lasting effects on property values in those uh, fringe city areas, uh, which we think will be most impacted by that change. 
Do you seriously think, though, that the bank is likely to operate in that manner? Because this is the calling of the hour of the bank. This is the time when the bank really needs to step up and show that they're capable of navigating through something that is, as you say, it's not through the fault of these borrowers, these mortgage holders. So the bank has really got to be called upon to sort of act in a way of leadership. Well, absolutely. And certainly that's, um, we are already in, in conversation with uh, the big banks flagging this issue and, and hoping that they will do the right corporate thing and make sure that they keep people in their homes for as long as possible. They will, of course, be coming up against, the banks themselves will be coming up against their regulators' um, framework of whether or not somebody has the capacity to, to continue to pay a mortgage at the higher rate. That will be a challenge for them that they're going to have to navigate with, their, with APRA, their regulator. If they're plugging the data into their their computers and it demonstrates that a that a, that a person who's coming from a two percent mortgage rate to a six percent mortgage rate can't really service that loan effectively, then um, the bank doesn't have a lot of flexibility sometimes uh, if they're going to comply with the APRA regulations. And so it will be a very interesting thing to watch. Um, and certainly, we hope that people can buckle down and make sure that they can stay in their homes and get through this really tough time. Because we do, of course, expect that interest rates by 2024 will start to perhaps go the other way once uh, inflation in the economy starts to get under control, which is widely expected to happen in the, the back half of 2024. You know, as far as the bank is concerned, it's not like this is something that is coming out of nowhere. They've had quite some time to think about how they are going to react when people are pushed effectively over a cliff. As you say, it's going to be unserviceable. So it's a situation that we've never really been in before, but they've had time to assess it and figure out what is going to be plan B, C and D. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And, and we hope that they'll, they will be able to assist their mortgagors in this process and as they transition. And we're also actively encourage, encouraging mortgage holders who are on those low fixed rates to start making the transition to the high repayments now before they're, they're forced to do it by their bank. So perhaps every month from now on, if they haven't already started doing this, we're encouraging mortgage holders to just increase their repayments, assess their repayments as if their, their mortgage rate wasn't at 2%, that it was at 2.5% this month and then next month add, you know, go to three. And by the time they actually come off that very low fixed interest rate, they're at the level that they perhaps would be expected to pay as a standard variable rate. It's your Real Estate Weekend podcast in review. Yeah. And the millennials, unfortunately, of course, they are bearing the, the brunt of these interest rate rises. And of course, uh, just yesterday, I was talking with Hayden Grove about these mortgage homeowners that are going to be basically coming off these fixed term rates and going into almost a default situation where the bank just might say you cannot afford your mortgage any longer, which is pretty scary. Uh, it's it's scary for the individual family uh, where that is the case, but it is, of course, even more scary, if you will, from a societal perspective. We had too many homeowners default uh, because that means they can't service their loan. That means they actually have to be kicked out of the house or the bank takes ownership, whatever. These are just too complicated issues at scale. And if this happens at the order of magnitude that we are hinting at occasionally, a bank couldn't probably even handle all of this. So it's very much in the interest of 
the banking system as a whole to avoid anyone defaulting at scale on their um, on their mortgages. So I would expect that banks come up very quickly with something like repayment holidays, where you switch people over to interest uh, only payments uh, for half a year or something like this. Ultimately, this is probably a very bad uh, deal for the individual homeowner, but it is much better than defaulting on the mortgage for the whole system. So it is really the time for banks, for accountants to become um, creative and innovative. This is kind of bizarre because housing and migration are not linked together. How much of a mistake do you think politically that is? Well, it's, it's crucial and it's quite baffling because the, the Treasury in, in, in their budget papers, they are allowed to essentially forecast or demand how many migrants they want in order to drive up the economy. You do this by looking at the job openings that are out there. Then you put those jobs on the skilled migration list because we can estimate, ah, we need 100 structural engineers, we need uh, 10,000 nurses and so forth. So you put all those jobs on the skilled migration list and if you once you have enough of those people collected that applied for visas, you take the job off the skilled migration list. It's your Real Estate Weekend podcast in review. And the RBA's rate tightening cycle is expected to top out soon. Well, we hope so, with the cash rate likely to peak at 4.1%, probably around, I think you're saying April, May, before holding steady. Now, there is potential for the RBA board to begin cutting the the cash rate again I think some predictions around mid to late 2024 I mean that's going to be fantastic welcome news for particularly these mortgage holders that bought at the top of the market Correct. Well, you mentioned earlier that it's an uncertain time and we actually revised our cash rate forecast very recently. The latest comments from the um, statement on monetary policy from the Reserve Bank were more hawkish than expected. So we increased our cash rate peak to 4.1, but that that will also then push out the return to cuts in the cash rate, which we now don't expect to happen until late to mid-2024. When that happens, though, it is good news for homeowners and for people on mortgages, especially for those that bought at the peak of the cycle, definitely. And Marie, tell us about the property price growth because you're expecting to see some growth towards the end of this year, the end of 2023. Yes, this is a cycle that's a bit different from ones previously. We do not have oversupplies in any market. All markets are extremely tight and you can also see that in the rental market with vacancy rates near 1%. There's a, a good chance that we, yeah, we see prices stabilise once the interest rate stops rising and then the yeah, markets, especially Perth, will pick up first and then we expect price and housing turnover to pick up towards the end of this year. Enjoy your morning coffee. It's your Real Estate Weekend podcast in review. What about the buyers? Are they still struggling to find, now we know that they're struggling to find some properties, but what about the perfect property? You know, despite these increases, still a bit of a challenge by the sound of it. Absolutely. And I think that goes back to your buyer fatigue question or comment there. And that is people might've spent the better part of two or three years searching for that perfect home. If it is their primary residence, they may have finally got their eyes on one and gone to auction or gone into a competitive for sale campaign and they've, they may have missed out on that particular property. So even though that right one does exist, 
they may miss it for reasons outside their control. So that then ties into the buyer fatigue as well. You know, people are desperately searching for that right asset. Sometimes it doesn't quite pull up. And that's a lot of the, the reasoning as to why some buyers will seek us out as well. They're just simply sick of missing out and, and feeling disheartened by the process. So they hand the reins over and let us take control. Yeah, and I don't know whether first-home buyers use property buyers. I suspect they probably don't. Haven't actually asked that question. So do you from time to time end up servicing the first-home buyers? Absolutely, yeah. So we service all asset types, residential, commercial, development site acquisition, but also all price points. So we've got clients, you know, recently even as down towards that $400,000 entry-level mark, maybe looking to make their first plunge into the real estate market. Again, whether it's for them to live in or for them to invest out of town and potentially look to move here in the future. And so, yeah, we've got plenty of experience with first home buyers. And whilst there's, of course, an additional cost to consider, which sometimes is a hurdle certain buyers can't overcome, you know, it is the first time they're entering the real estate market, obviously, and it is the biggest purchase they're probably going to make in their lives, if not the one that they've made so far. So it definitely helps to have a professional on your side to make sure you're not making a mistake and you're getting that best possible property at the best possible price. That's a really interesting point because maybe first home buyers, because at the end of the day, you've always got to be looking at an advantage and there is no doubt that boots on the ground, local property buyers such as yourselves, you know the market intimately and you need from a first home buyer's perspective every possible little gain that you can squeeze out in a deal. That's right. And I think most people would no doubt be looking at their first property acquisition as a stepping stone into their next foray, whether it's another investment property or an investment property or onto their next primary place of residence. So, you know, ensuring you don't make mistakes and overpay or buy that wrong property that's going to you know, potentially not perform well over the term of ownership. That's you know, very important for first home buyers, just as much as it is for a you know, multi-investor portfolio. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. Now, from the medium term perspective, the first thing that's a clear standard in Sydney has been the declining vacancy rates. Vacancy rates have tumbled from its peak May 2020, which was 4.3% as per SQM research, down to 1.3%. Now, the last time Sydney's seen 1.3% vacancy rates was going all the way back to 2012-2013. And as we know, what followed then was one of Sydney's largest booms. That wasn't just because of vacancy rates, but when there is lack of housing and rental housing being one, then you have more pressure on things where migration is coming into full force and playing catch-up mode, being even stronger. Then naturally, vacancy rates is a big part that will help that medium-term outlook look better for property prices as people look at that buying equation, both investors and home buyers. Now, the final key points are we're in a jobs boom, and it's hard to look at or understand that when you're thinking of all of what's going wrong in the world, inflation, interest rates, but we are seeing city changing infrastructure, especially across Sydney, from billions of dollars in transport projects to link up many parts of Sydney, to also billions of dollars of business parks and huge projects like the far Western Sydney airport. So there is no shortage of city changing infrastructure, which will no doubt aid Sydney. And that also brings along with it a jobs boom. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 